Hey everybody, welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Pickleball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Callie. This week, we had MLP, the third event at San Clemente. Man, was it a good one. We also had the Super Final, which is like the final for all three events for the whole first half of the year. We're going to get into that very shortly. Before we do that, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and hit that subscribe button in case you're not subscribed to the channel. Make sure you share this with your friends. Hit that like button too. That always really helps. And anyways, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. This is the new and improved forgiveness. I just want to apologize so to you sorry. again, tell you how I'm sorry I am about the mistake. And if there's anything at all I can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Come along, Howard. Time for your lobotomy. All right, let's start off with the semifinal matches. We had the ATX Pickleballers against the Seattle Pioneers. Men's doubles was actually pretty tight in this one, which was very unexpected. You think Ben Johnson's just going to run away with it. But J.W. Johnson and Tardio put up a fight. ATX was down a game when they came into this one. So it's really important that they take one away from Ben Johns. It's the only way they could ever win the match. They came so close. I mean, just look at these firefight battles. But man, Tyler Loon with the Ernie, Ben Johns, when they're getting heated up, they're real good. J-Dub and Tardio literally had game point on their paddle, but they could not hold them off. They ended up losing this game, and ATX went down two games to none. ATX actually even won the first mixed match, too. So they had a chance if they could just pull off the next mixed match. But, I mean, to win against Ben John in MLP, that is a tough, tough task to do. Fortunately, it was not enough. J-Dub and Kawamoto, one of the Kawamotos. We have no idea which one. I don't even think J-Dub knows. This was by far the weirdest interview of the weekend. Check this out. These guys come through for you guys at that moment, putting you guys in the Listen to J-Dub's answer. Yeah, quite a lot, especially since we get to go home and eat now. But, um, no, uh, Gabe, play, Gabe and um, Jay played. Uh, <laughs> they played very well. I mean. Jack, he did, too. Uh, he played with you. Well, I'd be pissed, too. I, I mean, the fact that he doesn't know who he's been playing with all weekend blows my mind, but it's fine. Okay, you might have even been distracted from hearing what just happened if you were watching Gabe Tardio. What is this dude doing here? What is Gabe Tardio doing? Does he not know how bad this looks? Do not ever tuck your paddle in between your legs like this, especially with the handle poking out. And if you're going to do that, stop holding it with your hand. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, this is so cringy. Literally, he's just doing it the whole time. I don't know if he's doing this on purpose. If he is, it's a great troll. If he's not, this dude is absolutely clueless. So the Seattle Pioneers, they moved on to the finals for this last event, which means that the winner of the Fives and the Milwaukee Mashers would end up playing them in the finals. This was probably one of the best matches of the weekend. Coming into this, you knew it was going to be a very chirpy match. We had Matt Wright playing against Hayden Patrickwin. One of the oldest players playing against one of the youngest players, but they both love talking so much shit. First game of this match was women's doubles, and oh my goodness, Leia 
and ALW came out hot, 21-6. Did we see any other games this weekend with this big of a difference? I mean, they both are so good together. The best rivalry in women's coming together to team up for MLP. Something exciting. Now, let's talk about the men's doubles match because this was probably the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Matt Wright and Hayden Patrickin were going at it, just talking so much back and forth. Plus, it was just a great game. It definitely justified a lot of chirping. I mean, look at this right here. Matt Wright. He's getting real cocky. It's always fun when Matt Wright is giving fingers up, fist pumps, talking shit. He's not afraid to talk to a little kid like that. So the Milwaukee Mashers actually ended up taking this game, even though it was so close. <laughs> and Matt Wright is so happy about it. But this one would continue. That wasn't the last we saw of Matt Wright and Hayden Patrigan. The very next game we had mixed. Hayden against Matt Wright again. Oh yeah, and ALW and Lucy Kovalova were there too. But who the hell cares? It was Hayden versus Matt Wright this whole match. And it was great. The chirping did not stop. Hayden is one of the smallest people ever. But man, does he act like the biggest dude on the court when he's playing well. You can even hear on this point. I mean, Matt Wright is just cursing at Hayden. And the referee gave him a little bit of a warning. Check this out if you listen in. Two-hander, absolutely huge. But if she can't get her arms fully extended, she goes to the one-hander, and that is not her best counter. Watch the words. He said, Matt, you're on TV. And Matt goes, so? He did not give a shit. He was ready to talk to any little kid, whether it was on TV or not. Then at 16-11 in this game, we had one of the best moments of the weekend. Lucy Kovalova blows Hayden a kiss, and he takes it and puts it on his cheek. Oh, my goodness. The chirping was getting so real. We're blowing kisses out here. Woo, Hayden's getting fired up. Possibly a little too fired up. Uh-oh. What happened? Let's hear it, ref. What's going on? Warning there for him. Oh, a blue card, which is basically like a warning. It doesn't really mean too much, but if you get another one, then you could get, I think, ejected or lose a point or something. I don't know. Who the fuck cares? I guess apparently Hayden Patrick Wynn said, fuck you to Matt or something like that. He dropped an F-bomb. I don't know. I hate that they are going to police people for the words that they're saying on the court. Let them speak. I was even sitting on the sidelines for this game right behind the bench for the fives at some point. And some of the guys that they had on their side got warned by the ref. They said, if you guys say anything personal to somebody on the other team, we will give you guys a card, even though you're not a part of the team. We'll still penalize the fives. And I'm just like, how is that even a thing? Like, okay, if I'm the fives then, wouldn't I dress up as a Mashers fan and go behind the bench and then just start talking shit to the fives and saying something personal? And then all of a sudden you're going to card the mashers. That just doesn't seem like a good thing to have set up. Let people on the sidelines talk. It's one thing if it's the players, but really, who the hell cares? The ref was like, you can't say anything personal like age or body image or whatever, stuff like that. So I'm just thinking like, well, what if you just say something sarcastically the opposite way? Like, okay, what? You can't call Matt Wright old? Well, then shit, I'm just going to call him really young. Matt Wright, you're so young. You're so young. And then it's like, well, what are you saying? You're not saying anything bad. So Hayden and ALW, they end up pulling this one off. 
and they bring the match to 2-1. And now all they got to do is win the next one in mixed. This was another close match. The fives couldn't hang in there, though. James Ignatowicz, oh my god, it looks like he just kind of fell apart. But they were so close, almost got it. But that means that this went to a dream breaker. And oh my gosh, was it a good one. The first matchup was Diescu against Ignatowicz. Diescu's probably the only one who's really good at singles on the masher, so this would be a tough one to pull off. James Ignatowicz, though, all weekend was not doing well in dream breakers. Anna Lee, you could obviously rely on her for her singles. Fives are probably one of the best on paper at the Dream Breaker. Callie Jo Smith actually kind of stuck in there a little bit. Wasn't good enough, though. Now, the next two matchups were really interesting. They decided to put Lucy Kovalova against Hayden Patrickwin. Little disappointing we didn't get him versus Matt Wright. Hayden Patrickwin just demolished her, though. And that means that we had Leia Jansen against Matt Wright. He actually didn't do terrible against her. But, I mean, look, Leia does singles for a living. Matt Wright probably just does it while he's, like, hanging out, training, maybe a little bit. It ended up coming down to Anna Lee against Callie Jo Smith. I mean, the Masters were just down by too much. And when you're playing Anna Lee, I don't know, you don't really have much of a shot when it comes to a dream breaker. Sorry, Callie Jo Smith, not enough. The Fives, they're going to the Finals which means we have the Pioneers against the Fives for this last third event for the MLP here in San Clemente. Don't forget, this was all happening on Father's Day too. So this has got to be one of the best memes that Memes of Pickleball has ever put out. Hayden Patrickwin made Matt Wright his son. Happy Father's Day. All right, so let's talk about the finals. First game of this match was men's doubles. We all know Ben Johns is going to win that one. No surprise there. But then it came down to women's Leia Jansen and ALW playing against Megan Dazan and Etta Wright. Megan Dazan and Etta Wright are a really good team, but I mean, they're playing two of the best females in pickleball right now. And when it comes down to it, they just were not good enough. And since the fives took this women's doubles game, that means we're tied at 1-1 going into mixed. Very exciting. So awkward to see Leia Jansen hugging ALW. They just seem like enemies when they're not playing MLP, but that's kind of nice, right? They're friends here. They could put stuff aside. Hey, who's that guy behind Leia Jansen? He looks familiar. Hmm. This game right here is a very important one for the fives because they have to take one away when they're not playing against Ben Johns. The fact that they got ALW playing against Tyler Lung and Megan Dazan, I mean, that just makes it so much more important that you win this one and don't waste it. This game was so close the entire time. I mean, even just look at this point. Back and forth. Oh, late in this game, it looked like Lung and Megan Dazan might actually pull this one off. And if they did, that'd be huge for them going into the next mix match. But Hayden Patrickwin and ALW, they got some good chemistry. They did not give up on this one. Check out this point, though. So many lobs. So many overheads. They get Lung and Dizon to switch. Stay with it. Keep firing. Megan Dizon with the great hands. They're getting good with the defense. Lung has great communication. 
Him and Dizon definitely had great chemistry all weekend, too, and it shows right here on this point. Just keep playing D against them. What is going to break through? Put it away. Can't. Then they get up and keep firing. Oh, and then Hayden pulls it off, and they get the point. Hayden and Annalie end up getting game point on their paddle. Crazy point here. Firefight. Who's going to win it? Off the net. Oh, my goodness. Oh, reaches in. Oh, and he puts it away. Paddles getting thrown everywhere. Tyler Lung rolling around like he's Elise Jones. And the fives go up two to one. Next up, we had Leia Jansen and Ignatowicz, Big Papa Jimmy, taking on Ben Johns and Etta Wright. Everybody knows Ben Johns is going to win this one. But they did not go down without a fight. I mean, even just look at this point right here. The fives. They could stick around. They could hang. But, I mean, look, Ben Johns is just too good. He's too clutch. They held it down and ended up pulling off the win here, which means we're going to a dream breaker to decide the final. Does it get any better than this right here? Now, this is where things got crazy. And when we're looking back on who won this match, this might have been the determining factor, the dream breaker lineup. So first up, the fives, they get to choose, and then Seattle reacts. So the fives chose James Vignatowicz to go first. He plays Ben John second. They go with Anna Lee, and they go with Tyler Loom to play Anna Lee. Look at her reaction right there. She's like, oh, shit. She was not expecting that. So it started off with James Ignatowicz just getting absolutely destroyed by Ben Johns. James Ignatowicz is just not feeling it right now. I don't know what's going on with him, but he just looked shook out there. He was not ready for the moment. I mean, he got one off of him, but that ain't going to be good enough. Then we had Anna Lee taking on Tyler Loom. She had no clue how to play against the lefty. She has not seen this very often. And man, was she getting frustrated by it. Tyler Loom ends up getting four points off Anna Lee. That is huge. She was absolutely distraught over that too. Look at her just screaming at her mom on the sideline. Cannot believe it. She's so frustrated. Then we had Hayden Patrick win against Megan Dizon. They end up going two for two. Then it's Etta Wright against Leia Jansen. Leia Jansen, obviously great singles player, but Etta Wright was just cool, calm, and collected. So Leia ended up grabbing one point out of this. The fact that Etta Wright could come in there and grab three away from Leia Jansen is huge for them. She even ended up taking two out of four on this one later in the game too. <laughs> so, I mean, look... It came down to be a 19-13 Ben Johns against Big Papa Jimmy, who was pretty much Lil Papa. We can't even call him Papa on Father's Day. That's just not fair. He did not play right. And Ben Johns ends up putting it away. And the Seattle Pioneers, they win the final off of the Dream Breaker. How special for them. Their second final championship of the year. They won two out of three. Now, a lot of people are questioning the Five's decision to put Anna Lee second. They just feel like, you know, you got to expect that they're going to put Tyler Loom in at the second spot. 
it really killed the momentum for them in the beginning, which is huge in a dream breaker. I mean, I think you got to put her first. Let her go against Ben Johns. I don't know. I mean, that would be the matchup we all want to see anyways, right? Maybe Ben would take more of the points, but still. Either that or you put Hayden Patrick win second, you know, and let ALW go in third. Let her take it against Megan Dishonor, Edda Wright. You know she'd probably crush them. But man, when it came to a lefty and Tyler Lung who plays singles, she just was not good enough to be able to take it for the team. So the Pioneers end up winning it. Ben Johns actually ends up winning the MVP for the weekend. And since the fives lost, that means that the Seattle Pioneers would take on the Mad Drops in the first half of the season Super Finals, which is like the finals of the finals. If the fives had won this, they would have made it to the Super Finals. All right, so let's fast forward to the big final event, the Super Finals taking place on the Monday, the day after the weekend finals. Now, it's determined based off of who has the most points over the course of the season. So that's why even though the Mad Drops didn't make it very far, they didn't even make the semifinals, they still found their way into the Super Finals. Special day, you know it's a big moment. When you got Drew Brees coming out, the owner of the Mad Drops, or one of the owners, I don't know, I feel like every team's got like 30 different owners, and one of them's a celebrity, so they just go, oh, this person owns a pickleball team. Half the time, those owners don't even ever show up to an event. Like, I keep hearing about LeBron James being an owner. I don't think he's ever even watched a game of pickleball. He might have played once in somebody's backyard, and that's probably it. Drew Brees actually seems like he's pretty decent at pickleball, though. He seems actually really into it. So pretty cool to see him come out and support his team. This match was on ESPN2, so this was big primetime event for them. You wonder if it really like made people feel nervous. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things you think about when you're a kid, like, oh, one day I want to be on ESPN when I play. Not that anybody had dreams of being a pickleball player when they were that young because nobody knew what pickleball was. But still, you know, they were playing tennis or volleyball or whatever they were playing, and you dream like, hey, maybe one day when I'm a pro athlete, I'll be on ESPN, and this is finally their big moment. Not only is it a final for MLP, it's the super final. So the Seattle Pioneers were definitely the favorites going into this. They won two out of three events for MLP this first half of the season. Mad Drops didn't even make the semifinals this year. Plus, anytime you got Ben Johns on your team, I mean, that's like a pretty sure thing. So we thought. Now, this first game, women's, Catherine Parento and... Irina Tereshenko, the GOAT of MLP, taking on Edda Wright and Megan Dazan. This game started off close, and as you'll see right here, I mean, it was competitive pickleball for sure. I mean, just battling. Catherine Parento is just way too good. And man, did she show it. Mad Drops came in hot. This game ended up being a blowout. Megan and Etta fell apart. I don't know if it's the pressure of ESPN. I don't know if it's the fact that they played all day yesterday. But man, Mad Drops just came in like they wanted it more. I mean, Irina Tereshenko playing an MLP. You know she's going to be unstoppable. She even made it to the gold medal match last weekend here in San Clemente. She was getting warmed up for this. So the Mad Drops, women, end up taking this first game 
and really setting the tone for this whole match. Irina Tereshenko and Catherine Parento. Man, good stuff. So Ben Johns and Tyler Lung, they started off hot in this one. Had an early lead, but man, Thomas Wilson and Julian Arnold were right there behind them. They were not giving up very easily. I mean, you know when he starts getting fired up, screaming, Andiamo, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Thomas Wilson played great, too. Also, quick clarification. I had said last week that Thomas Wilson was done with pickleball for a while. I was dead wrong. He was saying that he was cured. I just thought he was saying that he was going to take a break. But he's like, nah, I'm cured of my whatever disease he had. He's coming back in strong. And man, I don't know what they did to his heart. It might as well be a performance enhancing surgery. And thank God he was good to go because, man, this ended up being such a fun match once him and Arnold got going. I mean, they were down for a little while, but they just kept staying right in it. Julian Arnold beating his chest. And this is what MLP is all about. Man, when you start getting momentum, the crowd on your side, that's how you get moving and score points, especially for someone like Julian Arnold. When he's having fun, he's at his best. Thomas Wilson has one of the best forehand drives in the game. And even this shot right here, this inside-out shot, what the hell is this thing? Check this out over Ben Johns. Whoop, even Ben is like, damn, dude, good shot. The boys creeping their way back against Ben Johns firefight and they win the battle we're at 1918 it's 1919 i mean you gotta figure you got nothing to lose if you lose against ben johns everybody expected it so when this happens you gotta be fired up the crowd is pumped too the whole crowd is there with andiamo signs because they gave away free volaire paddles if you brought a julian arnold sign so everybody was just down to root for him. And man, did it work. He got so fired up. And then here, 2019, they just got to close it right here. Thomas Wilson bags Ben Johns and they beat him. Ben Johns did not lose a single game all weekend. He was the MVP of the weekend, undefeated in his games. And somehow the Mad Drops pulled off a win against him, which is huge. Because now they're up two games to none going into mixed. Now, let's keep it in context here. Winning the regular final is big because that's worth $60,000 for the whole team. The super final, that's worth $240,000 for the whole team. This is a huge payday, whoever wins this one. So coming into the first mixed match, obviously you got to put Ben Johns out there. And what better matchup than this? Andiamo himself and Catherine Parento taking on Ben Johns and Edda Wright. Mad Drops still have the momentum, though. I mean, this game was close. Edda Wright didn't really play her best pickleball. Granted, could be because of Andiamo. Julian Arnold and Catherine Parento really putting a lot of pressure on her. So Ben Johns had to take over this game. I mean, you could take one away from Ben Johns, but are you going to get two? Is that realistic? Football right there on Ben. It's like, uh-oh, what's going on? Is he in his head right now? I mean, Ben just knew he had to take over here to stay in it. Clutch Burt right there. But it was not enough for the power of CP right there. 
she gets them up to a game point on their paddle. And so 2017, will Ben Johns lose two games? Oh my goodness, he does. And the Mad Drops actually win the Super Final. They go three games to zero. Who the hell thought that was going to happen? How do you explain that? Do they just have good chemistry? Was it the day of rest? Was it the pressure of ESPN? Was it the Volaire giveaway that had the crowd jumping for the LA Mad Drops? Either way, the Mad Drops, they get their super final trophy, which is a record or a plate. Uh, seems a little underwhelming. Yeah, that's what they care about. That check. Screw the plate. I'm eating that money. $240,000 split amongst the four of them. That's $60,000 each. And none for you, Ben. Well, he gets a little bit of a pay cut for the second place. I think it's 60000 for the second place team. So he got $15,000. Not too bad for coming in second. But man, three games to nothing. That is one of the most unexpected super finals anybody could ever imagine. All right, next up, let's talk about the finals for the Challenger League. We had the Dallas Pickleball Club playing against the Chicago Slice. Dallas Pickleball Club has definitely been one of the top teams in the challenger level. They made it to the finals last event, but they could not win it. The Bay Area Breakers have won the last two, but the Chicago Slice were able to beat the Breakers this year to prevent them from getting to the finals. So they made their way there, and they had to play against a tough team. So Dallas Pickleball Club, they were up two games to zero, men's and women's doubles. But when it came to mixed, Susanna Barr and Connor Garnett were able to pull off the slim victory. They made it 2-1. But when it came to the next mixed doubles match, I mean, you got Ben Newell and Jill Braverman, two great players in the Challenger League. Ben Newell, so surprising. He killed it this weekend. And a lot of people thought he was done for because he got cut from his team after him and Philip Locklear beat Ben and Colin Johns in a PPA tournament. And then all of a sudden the team saw Locklear and they're like, you know what, let's get that guy and drop Ben Newell for him. One of the funniest situations that's ever happened in Major League Pickleball. And man, you got to have a lot of regret at that because Ben Newell had something to show people. Plus he's a lefty. That's really great to have on your team. And he ended up carrying the team with Daniel De La Rosa, Jill Braverman. I mean, man, this is a good squad here. So they end up winning the finals, although they did not make the Super Finals. They did not have enough points. The Super Final was already set before this. It was going to be the Breakers against the Chicago Slice right here. So even though the Slice, they lost the finals, they still had another shot coming up on Monday. Jill Braverman ends up walking away with the MVP of the Challenger League. She's probably going to get brought up to the Premier League next half of the season. We'll see. There's a few women in the Premier League this half that were probably not deserving so. So I have a feeling we'll see her up in the Premier League next half. All right, so now let's go to Monday where we have the Super Final for the Challenger League, the Breakers, and the Chicago Slice. This match was awesome. First up, we had women's doubles. Vivian Glosman, you might remember her from her breakout tournament pretty recently where she played with Anna Bright. She used to be teammates with Anna Bright back in their tennis days, and she transitioned to pickleball pretty quickly and had a lot of success. She immediately after that tournament where they went pretty far, she's here to replace Rachel Summers, who was actually 
gone on military duty. Kind of wild, but hey, I mean, if that's your job, that's your job, and you got to do that. Kind of hard to probably get out of that to play a pickleball match. Ewell Radkowski, too. She won the MVP twice already. This is a solid women's doubles team. Don't sleep on Susanna Barr, as they call her the net lord. She played great this game, too. Playing alongside Ackerman. It's probably the weakest of the four, but she could hang. She's been playing pretty good all weekend, too. Barr and Ackerman ended up making their way back, got us to a one-point game, but unfortunately, not enough. And the Breakers take the first game of this match. So next up, we had men's doubles, Christian Alshon and Pablo Tellez taking on Ryler DeHart and Connor Garnett. Pablo Tellez, definitely a name that we're going to see in the Premier League next season. I have no idea why he's in the Challenger League right now, especially as a lefty. He might be one of the best lefties in the game right now. Ryler DeHart, you might know him as the guy who's husband to Megan Fudge. They drive around in their RV everywhere with their kids and go to pickleball tournaments. Kind of a cute little story, right? Wouldn't mind having that life. You might also know him as the guy who wears a bucket hat while he plays pickleball. And he's playing with Connor Garnett, who you might know from singles, playing against Tyson McGuffin last weekend. Garnett, not terrible at doubles, but obviously much better singles player. This was another great game for the Super Finals. Christian Alshon always doing some weird-ass shit while he's playing. Somehow pulls it off every now and then. What the hell is he doing here, spinning around? Somehow pulls off the point and gets it. This game was very close the whole way through. Pablo Tejas, Ernie in there. Ended up getting it to 19-19. Connor Garnett, too, with one of the craziest poaches. He could play doubles. Fans love it. So they end up getting it to game point right here. So the men's doubles game goes to the Chicago Slice. Connor Garnett coming in clutch at the end there. Who said he can't play doubles? Did I say that? I didn't mean it. He might be in the Premier League next season too. By the way, that was Christian Alshon and Pablo Tejas' first loss in men's doubles ever. They always win, but not today. Not in the Super Final. Aw, poor Christian Sean. Don't worry, he'll get his chance in mixed. So next up, our first mixed match. We had Christian Alshon and Glosman taking on Garnett and Susanna Barr. And man, this one ended up getting carried away by the Chicago Slice. They came out firing. Susanna Barr is a veteran. And she knows how to body bag Christian Alshon. When the timing is right, he is so mad at that. Watch this again. Hey, Christian. Pow. Take that. So Christian Alshon and Glossman ended up coming back. They were one point away. They even faced off a couple game points. But then Garnett and Susanna Barr end up pulling it off. And they get up two games to one. I mean, look at this last point. It almost looks like Garnett baits them for his two-handed backhand. He knows what he's doing there. So next up, we had DeHart and Ackerman. Playing against Radikowska and Pablo Tellez. And man, Tellez and Radikowska are a good team. So this is going to be a tough one for Ackerman and DeHart to pull off. But Radikowska and Tellez, they knew they had to win this one if they wanted a chance at winning this thing. But Ryler DeHart did not make it easy for them. Body bagging Tellez right there to keep it within one. So now it's 2018. They're up by two. They got to put it away here if they want a chance. 
creeping into the kitchen line. Radikowska, good two-hand backhand dink. Ackerman puts it up, gets himself into some danger. Tejas tries to drop it short, but Ackerman comes up and gets it, firing. And Ryler DeHart can't do it. Tejas and Radikowska tie it up 2-2. That means we're going to a dream breaker for the Super Final. So first matchup, we got Christian Alshon against Connor Garnett, two great singles players. The Breakers are 5-0 coming into this on Dream Breakers. Undefeated, never lost a Dream Breaker. So the Chicago Slice really got to put in some work if they want to get this one done. And Alshon can't do much against Connor Garnett. Next matchup, we had the two lefties playing against each other, DeHart and Tejas. Tejas, great singles player as well. But DeHart came out to play. But still, Tejas was too good. He took three out of four. Ends up tying it up. Next up, Radikowska, the MVP, against Ackerman. They end up ending this one tied 6-6. We're going into the next matchup. This seemed like the matchup that would make or break this Dream Breaker. Glosman against Susanna Barr. Glosman ends up taking two out of four. We're still tied 8-8 after the first round of matchups. Christian Alshon was up three points right here. <laughs> that gives away his serve after the end switch. But still, he took three out of four. Not bad for him. Then next up, we had DeHart. Took two out of four against Tejas. Not too bad for playing a real good singles player. So let's fast forward now. Bay Area Breakers up by two with Christian Alshon heading into playing against Connor Garnett. And Christian Alshon ends up giving a lot of points away here. Garnett ties it up with still two more points left to go. And Christian Alshon dumps one in the net. They start to lose their lead. And now, just like that, Connor Garnett gets four points off Christian Alshon to take the slice up 19-17. to They're two points away from winning the Super Final. So now it's up to DeHart playing against a tough Pablo Tellez. But somehow gets a shot down the line in there. It's 2017. They need one more point. DeHart to Tellez. And that's long. The Chicago Slice win the Super Final? The Chicago Slice have never won a regular final. But somehow they had enough points from being so close each time that they were able to get into the Super Final. And they end up getting the biggest paycheck of all. The Breakers lose their first Dream Breaker ever in the Super Final. I don't think anybody expected this team to win the Super Final, at least in the beginning of this event. But man, they played well. They deserved it for sure. Connor Garnett is a great pickleball player. So they end up winning their little plate trophy too. I still don't get why that is the trophy. The regular final trophy is this big badass trophy. Looks so cool. I guess how do you outdo a big trophy like that, right? They look like a band that sold like a million copies of their album or something, and now they're celebrating it. Name this band right here. DeHart would play the drums. Susanna Barr would be the singer. Ackerman is the one on the like keyboard piano thing. And Connor Garnett definitely would play the guitar. Man, the only thing better than that is seeing Christian Alshon just absolutely lost. Has no idea how that all happened. Just staring off into the distance. I can't wait to see his video from his vlog that he puts out about it. (laughs) 
I mean, he's just stunned. I just want to like wave in front of his face like, hello, you here? Hello. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the finals and the super finals. But before we stop talking about MLP, let's look at some funny moments from the weekend. Right here, Shelby Bates. She wants to celebrate the point. Right here. She's like, oh, oh, shoot. Oh, I shouldn't have fist pumped. Watch this. She's like, watch this drop. Beautiful. And then poach. I want it. Yes, fist pump. Oh, nope. Shit. I was wrong. And let me just split. Yeah. Oh, nope. Wrong. Oh, how embarrassing. You got to clap it up for the other team after that to be like, oh, I'm a good sportsmanship. Oh, and then how embarrassing. It's like they just target her after that. Oh, yep. You lost it for your team all because you had to celebrate a little too early. Shelby Bates. So we also had this crazy point, Pioneers against the Mad Drops back in the group stage play, foreshadowing to the superfinals. But watch what happens here. Keep an eye on the ball. Gets smacked around a ton. And then it starts playing weird. Tyler Loom immediately is like, yo, the ball is dented. Thomas Wilson right here is like, well, what would you have done if you won the point? He's like, what the heck, man? Just because you lost the point, now you're going to complain about the ball being dented. The ball is clearly dented. Tyler Lung's like, the rule is if the ball's dented, it's a replay. And then and then a little bit of chirping from Julian Arnold. He goes, yeah, the rule is also if the ball is out, it's out. Earlier in that match, there was a very close call. And it ended up going in favor of the Pioneers. But a lot of people felt like it probably was, it probably was out. So then right here, he's talking to the ref. And the ref is like, well... I guess the ball must have dented when you hit the net. And the whole crowd just starts dying laughing. Because <laughs> it's so embarrassing that he's trying to get this last point switched over. It's like, dude, you're about to lose anyways. This ain't going to help you. And it was all for nothing. <laughs> Megan Dazan gets body bagged. And that ends that game right there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our recap of the final event in the first half of the season for MLP. But... Before we head out of here, let's play a round of everybody's favorite game, the official Sorry Not Sorry Pickleball Podcast game. Partner, body bag, winner off the net. Partner, body bag, winner off the net. Partner, body bag, winner off the net. Play a dancing, winner off the net. Bryson McGuffin, winner off the net. Haley Waters, body bag, body bag. James Lee, gotta wish, body bag, body bag. Sorry Not Sorry, winner off the net. All right, so for this week, I'm actually going to do a special version of Partner Body Bag Winner Off The Net. We're going to go with the team right here, the Mad Drops. I'm going to choose from them. Who would I partner? Who would I body bag? Who would I hit a winner off the net? Well, I got to say, I definitely do not want to body bag Thomas Wilson I would not want to be responsible for hitting one in the chest and it unelectrocuting his heart. And then I'm liable for damages. So we could rule him out of a body bag. I do like Julian Arnold. And I think a body bag might get him fired up. I also don't know how well I'd play with him as a partner, though. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Catherine Parento is probably the best player here. So, like... If I'm really trying to win, I got to pick her as a partner. And then that means who do I body bag and who do I hit a winner off the net? Well, if I hit a winner off the net with Julian Arnold, that would probably get him to like chill out. That would kill his momentum with the crowd. So I think that I would probably hit a winner off the net with him. Oh, but wait, I can't body bag Thomas Wilson. 
Oh, that would not be all right. Oh, screw it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take my chances. Sorry, Thomas Wilson. I'm going to body bag you. I'll try not to aim for your chest, I promise. I don't know if that's how the science works, but I don't want to take my chances. I'll aim for your head, I guess. We'll just go for that. So there you have it. I'm going to partner with Catherine Parento. I'm going to hit a winner off the net with Julian Arnold, and I guess I'm going to body bag Thomas Wilson right in the face. Just not in the chest. That wouldn't be right. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Next week, we got a little bit of a break. There's no APP, there's no PPA, there's no MLP, but we'll maybe find out what we're going to do for an episode when the time comes. Coming up in two weeks, we do have the APP out here in Newport. I'll probably be there if anybody wants to stop by and say hello. In case you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends, hit that notification bell so you can see whenever I drop an episode. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll see you guys back next week. Take care. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Forgiveness.